If the roar of the crowd gives you goosebumps, cashing a slip makes you grin, and above all, you love making your bookie cry, then you're in the right place. The number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions, shared with a fan base like no other. Welcome home. This is the Punch List MMA Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dale Lippin and Trey Van Buskirk. Let's just all let's just all take a collective moment. Just a nice deep breath. Good hard three count. Man, it feels good to be back. Two weeks, no show, to be honest with you. I haven't talked to you in two weeks. I'm so thankful that this fight card is so weak because this is essentially we've got a lot to cover here. We've got uh, just two bros that need to catch up and see how life's going. And then we also need to talk about MMA. Um, this is going to be a bros and MMA show. Um, I, there, To be honest, since the last time we recorded, too much in the world has happened, and I'm not going to give it any more light. We're going to talk about us. We're going to talk about MMA. And we're just going to, you know, um, talk about adult beverages and whatever else may come up in true punch list fashion a reprieve a retreat from the from the world we're just here to have a good time bro trey van buskirk i loved you i love you and i missed you so good to see you again dude how are you thanks man i feel like this is this is the first actual deep breath that i've taken in two weeks you think time off would result in pure relaxation but it was yeah. quite the opposite so outside of a, a deep breath i will take i will also do the glorious sound that is right there mm. you monkey yeah <laughs> let's talk about i mean obviously you're drinking a drink um yes. there was a there was a bet that was made a wager if you will that was made <laughs> yes. okay uh yeah. for those of you i'm, I'm just going to refresh you because it's been a minute since we've been here um, yeah, yeah. There, there was a there was two wagers that were made one involved um a little clip that you put on a potato chip bag yes and another one that involved everybody's favorite 40 ounce beverage growing up when you really couldn't afford anything um now that being said yeah um those bets those wagers did not go in your favor neither one of them did uh we gave you a couple alternative plans of action to help settle the score. Uh, we we knew that in basically, uh, you know, the affluent highfalutin area you're at, 40-ounce drinks are pretty much – they're hard to come by. Uh, it's impossible. just not – they're impossible, really. Um, if it's not vegan, you can't get it where Trey's at, which we understand, right? Um, you basically live in a citadel on the hill. <laughs> Yes. away from the rest of us plebes uh can't control so, so we 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 offered you the alternative of chugging high alcohol content beverages that would al- amount to roughly 40 ounces yeah uh, you started a new job life's been crazy yeah. you've got two beverages so we'll yes. be at 24 ounces uh so you, you're still gonna owe us two drinks but you're gonna make those up on the on the next episode but for this episode, oh. well, you, dude, you got to get to the 40. You owe us 40 ounces of alcohol anyway well, you want to slice it. Well, I, I understand that, but I also understand that the ABV that I have chosen to 
put in my system is about triple the ABV that's in your said ghetto Mickey's. That's true. Okay. So you owe us one more drink, which will be your standard Tuesday night cocktail anyway. That sounds fair. Okay. So uh, the clip was initially, you initially suggested that the clip go on the nipples because you know that I have hypersensitive nipples and you thought most assuredly that I was going to lose and you wanted to see me in outright pain and anguish. Yeah. Now, that being said, I pivoted away from the ultra tender nipples and we went to your, your little leather coin purse. That is your nutsack. Yes. And the, the wager was you have to clip the nuts and drink the beverage. Once the beverage is drank, then you can take the clip off the nutsack. Does that sound about right? That sounds about right. Yeah. Are you ready to make good on said wager? I'll make good. Um, I'm a little bit frustrated, though, because in your initial intro narrative, you stated that the clip was a small uh, bag chip. Um, I wish that was the bag chip that I chose. Um, Mm. I chose a Mickey Mouse size cartoon one. This is Mm. about the size of my palm. Mm -hmm. Um, The spring is fully loaded. Um, It might pierce the brain. Um, Are there little grippy clips on? Are there little grippy teeth on it? Little alligator teeth? There is, yes. Look. Oh man! Oh, you got gator teeth on it. So you're gonna be you're gonna be ribbed for for your pleasure whenever you're done with this. Ah, uh, just call me a Trojan model, good sir. Dude, yeah. All right, we'll clip those ridges on there and get that get that drink drank. Very excited, um, <laughs> as Mickey Mouse would say. Oh boy! <laughs> clip that old leather coin purse. <sighs> Dale, I will be honest. Um, Doesn't hurt as bad as you thought it was going to. Haven't been touched down there in a while. It feels actually quite nice. <laughs> it's just a little I bit of just leave brush. it on. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it on. <laughs> I'll let you know if it gets sore and I'll remove it. But for the time being, I don't need to chug this drink. <laughs> for the time being, you can let it rock. Yeah, I'm fine just right here. <laughs> Let's just keep going with the show. <laughs> just gonna keep it right here. All right, man. Fifty Shades of Punch List. Here we go. <laughs> oh man! Before we get too far into UFC Vegas, what is it? Fifty Six? Is yeah. that what number we're going to be on? Volkov versus Rosenstrike. Uh, we do want to give a shout out to those that continue to support the show and keep the lights on around here. That is Stay Classy Meats. Uh, if you go to stayclassymeats.com, you can use promo code FIST. You can save 10% on everything. Uh, the price of everything from gas to groceries to baby formula has skyrocketed in recent weeks. Uh, Stay Classy is making a concentrated effort to not skimp on quality and keep prices affordable. And you can help yourself and help them at the same time by going there and using promo code FIST and saving 10%. They are fighting tooth and nail to keep things on the even keel and not jack up the prices. Uh, they're, they're, they're doing the best they can with what they've got, and we appreciate that. Uh, so go and use promo code FIST and show them that you care 10%. Yeah. Um, dude, it's it's rare that I actually am proud of what I wear. When I, when you say that with a sponsor, it's like, okay, dude, like you love this company. Sick. You're proud yeah. of it. But I actually, this past week, I was proud of, um, who we're sponsored by and what I, mm-hmm. what I wear and what we rock. Um, mm-hmm. you guys, longtime listeners, you know, we're sponsored by Allegiance clothing. They're veteran owned USA made, uh, premium fit, uh, premium material. But, um, obviously they do a lot with the military and veterans. We just celebrated Memorial day here in the United States. Um, so mm. I felt proud to wear. Can I be corrected there? We yeah. observe. We observe Memorial Day. Oh, okay. Sorry, I understand that. I understand that. Good. Um, 
well, yeah, I was proud to wear that um, mm -hmm. in remembrance of those fallen soldiers. Um, but yeah, I'll go to allegianceclothing.com, not just something that you need to pay you know, homage to for fallen soldiers, but also something to represent your country and wear premium material. So allegianceclothing.com, type in that code punch, you can get 15% off site-wide. All right, a couple things in the chat. Jason Brown says, speaking of classy, where is that clip at? Uh, he may not have seen you clip it to the... Uh, can, can you... Is, you don't have to show the brain, but can you like show the tension? Can you give it a little, like a, can you give it a little, uh, uh, just like, let us see what you got. Well, now it came off. I'm a little bit, a little bit sweaty. You, I was just saying, you're a little bit <laughs> slick down there, bro. Golly, <laughs> man. Clip that thing back up. All right. It's back on there. <laughs> I feel right at home now. All right. And then Jay Brown says, when is the next t-shirt challenge? Now uh, I'm, mm. I, I'm going to, ask you to clarify in the con uh the comments there jay what you mean by t-shirt challenges i mean when are we going to release our next t-shirt or when are we going to do something that involves the option to win a t-shirt um because both are right around the corner yeah. um we are going to roll out the caucus mountain warrior t-shirt next correct right correct okay all right so uh the the things are the the plan is to get with roy over at allegiance and get the caucus mountain t-shirt colors ironed out and we will be releasing the design to let you guys know what it looks like along with the next pre-order date coming up but the caucus mountain warrior t-shirt will be the next one to roll out yeah yeah, yeah. So I, I wish it was being released on this episode because there's mm -hmm. just a bunch of dirty caucus mountain warrior russian grapplers on this card so it's a good you know ode to them not yeah. Odie osborne it's an ode oh man it's good it's real good a lot of a <laughs> lot of uh Dirty caucus mountain warrior, and then oh, yeah, that's good, that's real good. All right, you want to start breaking down some fights? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm a little, I've been trying to, I've been trying to hydrate more, and as such, the more you hydrate, the thirstier you get. Like, I'm yeah. drinking so much water, like, I'm thirsty all the time now. So, I'm apologizing ahead of time for the pauses in action while I take drinks of water. But the very first fight on this card. Uh, that we're going to talk about, Trey. Do you know what the first prelim is? Because I've had a hard time finding a a like ironed out bout order. Do you know what it, which which one it is? Wait, I thought we were going first open on the main card. We're not going yeah. from the pre. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it's. Uh, I'm pretty sure it is Alonzo Menafield, Askar Maserat. Oh, perfect. So we're going to start out with frauds. I love it. Okay, good, cool, man. Good. It's That's good. good. Yeah, yes. Yeah. All right. So, what are the odds on that? Can you read that while I'm bringing this up? Yeah, Alonzo Menafield, we got it at minus two fifty, and Askar Mazarov, we've got it at a plus two hundred. Now, Dale, I called you earlier, and I did say about this fight, I was excited to chat about it uh, because I was, and I'll just come right off the rip and say it, I was going to fade Menafield pretty significantly, especially at a minus two fifty, and get some plus money on Askar Mazarov. You're telling me that Askar Mazarov is a fraud. I would like you to explain that, sir. Well, in recent weeks and days, it's been or recent days and weeks, the record of Asker has been brought to question. Um, people are basically saying that some of his wins never happened and the, the wins that he was claiming didn't actually exist. Conspiracy fight, theory. Conspiracy and fights that he had lost were listed as wins so his record has recently been updated to 19 and 12. the other thing which is um a little fraudulent <clears throat> is the physique 
Um, he he looks like a little bit of Photoshop has taken place, and no way, it's weird. You know what's really weird, man, is that you wouldn't think that in this day and age, especially when you're going to get in front of other people, uh, that you could lie about the way that you look, right? But this is a previously posted picture, and again, we don't have producer Jake here, so it's it's very difficult to do this correctly. But this is a previously posted picture of Asker Mazarov. Right, just yoked out, yoked to the gills. Yeah, He's pretty, pretty chiseled, right? Good shoulders, right. thick arms, the whole nine. Uh, yeah, this is the media package picture. Well, there's a couple things I'm seeing here, Dale. Um, one, um, and this is you know the th- first thing I saw is in the first photo he was tan as shit. Now it looks like he hasn't seen the sun in years. Yeah, yeah. So there's that. I mean, well, lighting, right? You got the filters. Some IG filters, perhaps put a little color, little color on them. Yeah. Um, for, for me, for me, really, it's it's the arms. It's really the arms. I mean, that, yeah. that's tough. That's real tough. Right. And uh, the shoulders. We in in picture one, we've got pumpkins. We've got bolder right. shoulders. Yeah, glamour muscles. He's definitely working the tries. The next picture, I'm not seeing any. You know, try pull down, dude. Yeah. Weird. No. Very no strange. Tries. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of fraudulent activity here. Now, that being said, yeah. Alonzo Menafield, tried and true certified Angus prime beef. My boy yeah. thick. He's beef strong. Yeah. He's real strong. He all caked yeah. up. He's strong. Yeah. He's um strong. minus 250 is tough for Atomic Alonzo Menafield, but newcomer, fraudulent record. Now I realize Asker, this is I think this fight's taking place at heavyweight. Um, which I mean, come on. I, I would like to think that inside the distance is a decent play here because yeah. um, Menafield can be touched up. Uh, and yeah. if Asker is as good as he thinks he is or has his fraudulent record said he was, uh, he might be able to touch Alonzo. And we know Alonzo hits hard. They call him Atomic for a reason. I like the under here. I like under one and a half because big boys throwing hands. And uh, yeah, I'm going to go Menafield and I'm going to go under one and a half here. I'm going to get spicy right off the rip. I'm playing two plays here. I like the under one and a half. I'm with you there. Um, mm. Atomic uh, maybe he has those in hands. Um, he's also an atomically retarded person, Dale. Whoa. Uh, hard R's. He, uh, two weeks off. We come right back with the hard R's. Yeah. Yeah. He's not the smartest fighter. If he was mm. smart, he would go right into like a grapple, almost wrestle heavy mm. attack against Askar. Mm. Askar is someone, and this might be indicative of what we just saw in the photo mm. challenge there you just shared. He looks significantly slimmed down in the media picture photo too. And I like that because Asgar is someone who just plods forward and swings for the fences, a lot of volume, and then gasses in rounds two and three. So with a thin down, not as muscular physique, I'm thinking maybe he spent more time on the assault bike than he did, you know, doing the buys and tries and glamour muscles. So mm. I like that as the fight gets longer because originally I'm thinking, well, Menafield, he's going to get touched up if he can weather the storm in the first round and he could take over. Maybe he'll get a little bit smarter as he gets pieced up. Askar in that first round is going to be really sketchy. So I think when you got two bulls in a China shop, dude, under one and a half is pretty mm. sexy. Yeah, I mean, minus. OK, so under one and a half, you can get at minus 225, which is essentially what you can get Benefield at. I mean, yeah, certain books like have that. Benefield minus 230, minus 213. I'm seeing them in a couple spots. Uh, Benefield in round one is at a plus 175. 
don't like it. I don't like it. I don't uh, like it, sir. I send that, it back. That's weird, man. That's weird. It's weird that you don't like it. Here, how about this? How about the lock of the century? How much are you willing to bet on a fight? Like, what's what would be the maximum amount of money you'd be willing to bet on a fight? Like, if I told you I have a guaranteed win for you, like a, this, 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 I have a bet that will absolutely hit <laughs> for this fight. You're, you're saying that to a guy who currently has a bag chip on his nutsack. So to be honest, Dale, there's n- it's not a crazy amount of money. I'll do anything. Fight will not end in a draw <clears throat> is playable if you have an account with five dimes minus 20,000. What will that get you? I mean, just throw, just throw, leverage the house on it. Leverage the house on it. Make a couple hundred bucks. This Guarante- is that moment, Dale. It's guaranteed money. No, no. It's guaranteed money. This fight no. will not end in a draw. Guaranteed no. money. Take your 401k and leverage it on fight not end in a draw. Oh, my God. Nope. This is that moment where we end yep. up splicing on Instagram the, the SpongeBob a few moments later. Draw. Because you know why? Freaking Asgard comes out, goes a 10-8 in the first round, then Menafield does this boring bullshit for the next two rounds. They call it a draw a few moments later. This is this is a bet that cannot lose. Awful. No, don't cannot do lose. Cannot no. lose. Fight will not end in a draw. Minus 20,000. There's <laughs> not uh, there's not an amount of money high enough to bet on that. Okay. I I don't have five dimes. I do have five legitimate dimes, 10 cents. Look, you don't have the dimes. Keith says Dale's advocating for a minus 20,000 no draw. Make it the people's main event. Right off the re- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, no more. Uh, listen, it's been two weeks away, Keith. You know, anything can happen. There's going to be a lot of plays on Saturday. The The assets will probably be three slides long. We've got a lot to make up for. We yeah. have a lot to make up for. Yeah. Um, it's It's been a while. Now, that being said, I want to say, I want to say something real quick. We have 10 weeks straight. Of fights jesus christ 10 weeks the next 10 weeks we have fights cheese and crackers yeah um i want to put this out there if you are an mma capper um or have an mma podcast and you want to guest spot on the show uh mm-hmm. over the next 10 weeks shoot us a dm shoot us a dm uh this this is essentially your opportunity to come on and uh, make it happen. So let's let's have you come on. Let's talk. Let's chat it up a little bit. As far as the summer schedule goes, as far as guests go, we've got Dober uh, before his fight with uh, Rafael Alves, and then we've got Haley coming on before her Dana White Contender Series. But other than that, the summer's kind of wide open. Um, we, we have not been pursuing people for interviews. I mean, if, if people want to come on, they can, but it's not something that we've been going after. Uh, so if you are a capper or have a podcast and you want to come on a show, shoot us a DM. Let's talk. Okay. Just clearly said I'm interviewing for my job. That's not at all. Not at all. Bro, bro. This is like at any workplace. They're like, oh yeah, no, we're just going to have someone just to backfill just in case, you know, PTO gets too long or something like that. You know what? I'm going to out cap you this episode, bro. Uh, first of all, it. we haven't been hitting very much at anything, so it doesn't take it ain't, it ain't, it ain't nobody real here. Like, we haven't been doing very well. We haven't been doing very well this year. Our goal was seventy plus percent. We have not come that close to it so far. It, things have been we're we're fighting for our life to stay at fifty five percent. So I'm not worried. Uh, there there is no uh, out capping 
you know, necessary. And as far as jobs are concerned, you and I both know that there are only two people on the planet earth that can take your spot whenever they want it. And that's Miranda Maverick and Haley. That's it. Outside of that, your seat is safe, bro. Dober is not part of that either. No, I beat him out. No, Dober doesn't watch any fight. That's not his fight. That's true. I love Drew, but every time we try to ask him about a fight, all he does is laugh, run his fingers through his hair and say, I don't watch (laughs) fights that aren't my fights. (laughs) And then we're just like, we have no idea what you're saying. Just take your shirt off. Yeah, that's it. So listen, I mean, unless, <laughs> unless, unless you're a women's straw or bantamweight contender, your seat is completely safe. Completely safe. safe. So don't worry okay. about it. Cool. Yeah. Well, now and I kind of hate women. That's weird. That, I mean, this is how you get radicalized very quickly. All right. So <laughs> Ode Osborne at 10 and 4, taking on Zaruk Adeshev at 4 and 3. Look, I hate on Zaruk Adeshev every time he comes on. Every time we see him come across the ticker, and it's mostly because of his record. Plus 160, O'Day Osborne, minus 190. How do you feel about this fight? Um, little guys, lots of energy. I know. Both have, both have the ability to finish fights. Maybe an inside-the-distance play here might be worth looking at. Bro, I feel like we have faded O'Day a couple times as of recently. Both of these guys are always fades. These are auto-fades for us. I know, I know. This is tough. A little bit of a dumpster fire here. But Ode's actually looked better in his last couple of fights. So Ooh, that's a weird take. Okay. That's not a weird take. What's that Wisconsin camp he's out of again? Uh, is it Pura Vida? Yeah. No, he's out of Syndicate now. He switched. Ooh, a little camp switch, huh? Switched it up, bro. Switched it up. Okay. And he, and he just beat right. CJ Vergara most recently. Mm, okay it's funny for little guys who have a lot of cardio over two and a half is always the play i like that but the thing is these guys are both extremely hittable dude mm. like if you look at the strikes landed versus strikes absorb it's got to be like fairly lateral these guys are total give one to get one type mm. style stand in the pocket which you know in the apex and i'm going to get this out of my system early because yeah. i don't want to say it a billion times but we're in the apex close quarters clinch work dude muay thai up against the cage these wow. guys are fast have good footwork but Things are going to get sloppy. They're going to get picked apart a little bit, and they're going to hug each other for a brief moment in time. This fight's going to get extended. This is a decision play all day long. I'm kind of going to go with uh, with Ode here, dude. What, dude, really inside the distance? I uh, first of all, I'm I'm, I'm pillow fists. I'm shocked. <laughs> That's not true. Um, <laughs> I'm shocked that you use the apex uh, cage analysis because our last episode. You mocked me openly yeah. for using the Apex cage analysis, and you just pulled it out on the second fight of the night. Yeah, I did. Wow. Hypocrite. Well, well I don't know. People people forget. People forget. People don't listen all the time. <laughs> uh, I, I will say, look, Ode's got 10 professional wins, eight of which have come inside the distance. Yeah, That's worth paying attention to. He's not pillow fist. I mean, all of his... Uh, Dude, I mean, he has the ability to finish fights. He has the ability to finish fights. I think an inside the distance play is a decent look here. No, not, really. not at that weight class. Get why, the fuck out of here. I don't understand why you're hating so much here. That's a very playable. That's a very playable opportunity. Absolutely not. <clears throat> are, are we going to be at odds at every single fight like this? No, but this one, like, dude, really? Like. <laughs> Ode Osborne, dude. We're really gonna put a bunch of faith in it. I'm sorry. Where are we? Where are we sitting right now? Is the question. I'm saying. uh, So I'm just saying inside the distance. Fight doesn't go to decision. That's all. No, sir. I don't like it. That's that's so crazy. I don't 
This is a fucking shit fight, dude. I'm not even betting on this fight. All right. All right. Let the record show. I'm advocating for an inside the distance play here. But okay. you're, you're saying no. Um, I think Ode wins this fight. I will I say that. I agree. I, I think he does it in spectacular fashion in the second round, but that's just me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't. Okay. If, he go, if he goes out there and just front kicks Adeshev's face off in the second round, I we're we're putting all the chip clips on your nuts. Every every chip clip in uh San Diego is going on the nuts. All right, speaking <laughs> of nuts, Pauliana Boitello taking on Kareem oh. Silva Silva at 14 and 4, Pauliana at 8 and 4. Now, before you start talking about this fight, Botelio is an underdog, women's science, so we're going to take her. But people should know, for whatever reason, and you and your, you know, caramel-colored Brazilian chicks that sound like they eat gravel, that's your kryptonite, or amongst one of your kryptonites, uh, you feel a certain type of way about Pollyanna here. So go ahead and break it down. No, I actually love women's science. I love women's science here. We have been fading women's science, and it has been Biting us in the ass, dude. It helped out. We did all right last event. We did all right last event, I thought. Did we do we did okay? I don't think we did. Okay. All right. I think we did okay because we went with uh women's favorites. We did not trust the science. That's why we went okay. But normally we have been fading as of the past four weeks and it's been biting us in the ass. There is a theory out there with Dana White Contender Series debutantes, mm. right? Ooh, ooh, good word. Go for it. Keep going. Right. And Kareen Silva is that. Paulina Botello, where she has been a massive fade in the UFC because she's not a good fighter. Mm. She has experience and she's seen Mm. UFC quality. Now, the issue here is Poliana has atrocious takedown defense. Like, god-awful. So when you're looking at a girl with marble mouth, and when I mean marble mouth, I mean a Brazilian accent mm. who has a ground game, who has jiu-jitsu, has comfortability on the ground. That makes me nervous. But Poliana has shown in her fights that she feels comfortable down there. She, I don't think she's ever been truly submitted. Mm. Um, so when I'm looking at this, she feels comfortable on the ground. I don't see her getting submitted, but she's got the better striking. She's got good, uh, you know, kind of like a distance check. I think this is a decision written all over it, but mm. I like Pollyanna to get the better of exchanges on the feet. And if Silva's able to get to the ground, at least she'll be able to stall and like at least maintain and not get submitted. So I'm going Pollyanna here. Quality of competition, better striking, better resume, and then also have, the Dana White Contender Series fade. Have you seen Silva's arms? She's yeah. massive. She's massive. She's a big chick. All Brazilian and, chicks are. Well, she's real big and she's real strong. And she's got a ton of submissions on her record. And I understand, yeah. I understand the idea of the fact that Botelia has never been submitted, but uh she's going up a different against a different kind of animal here in Kareen Killer Silva. There's a lot going on here. I, I think hold on. Hold on a second. Last event. We played Sam Hughes, underdog, win, women's science. And the main event, the one that cost you your uh, your cut water that you're sipping on right there, was yeah. Ketlin Vieira, underdog money, over Holly Holm, who your boy took. Yeah. The, only, the only women underdog that did not hit 
uh, last week was Pollyanna Viana. Oh, and now shit. here we are, two weeks later, we got another Pollyanna, women's oh. science. You're saying, I'm saying Kareen Silva might be worth a play here. It's close enough to even money. Maybe women's science won't come into play. And Kareen Silva by submission, lean into her strength at plus money. It's worth a look. It's worth a gander. You, the Pollyanna, Pollyanna purgatory currently. Uh, the goose gets the gander. Um, dude, is it women's science if we lean in heavy to a prop that makes it plus money? I think that's open to debate. I think that's open. I think I think we have to go to the uh, the judges, aka listeners of the show. But I will say this: Silva inside the distance plus three hundred. Bro, what's Silva by sub? Uh, Not KO sub. No, sub. just Silva by sub. Let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. Let me see if I can find it. Let me see if we got a line on it. Um... If it's uh, if it's better than plus 300 i mean if, if 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 they're giving it all three rounds and it's still plus 300 i would imagine it's got to be there's a there's a huge market on this um hold on i'm just looking through all of these props here let's see silva by submission plus 500 well i think we have to do it plus 500 14 career wins six of which have come by submission eight of which have come by the way of uh, KO TKO, so she's a she's a finisher, she's a finisher. Well, c- correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure in her Dana White Contender Series fight, she looked like dog shit, and then she got into the later rounds, and the chick like gassed, and then she like snuck a guillotine or some shit. Uh, it was a guillotine, and it guillotine. was in the That's second round. It, yeah. it was in the second round. Yeah, yeah, because the chick blew her wad that first round. Yeah. Don't know if chicks blow wads, but if they do, yes, that's what happened. Yeah. 100%. Okay. I'm liking this sub play here. How about just inside the distance at plus 300? Nope. I won't do it, sir. Why? Give yourself a chance. No, because I'm living spicy. Dude, we just talked about living spicy. You don't want to be you're, spicy? You're going to be really mad if she takes Pollyanna's back, grapevines her, and then instead of choking her, starts punching her on the side of the head, and freaking Chris Tognoni stops it. You're going to be pissed. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Chris could stop it. That guy's a son of a bitch. Yes. This fight okay. has, I don't even know. Who, I don't know who the official for this fight is, but I will tell you, it's either going to be Mark Smith or Chris Tonyoni. It's going to, it's going to happen. All right. Let's do inside the distance, man. That was a roller coaster. What a roller coaster. You know, you gotta work these things out sometimes. Sometimes you just gotta like talk it out, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, this is what, so I was on, uh, I did a guest spot on another podcast last night that will come out this weekend called the MMA Archive, where um, I, I'm going to say his last name wrong. I'm just going to go with Chris for right now because I'm, I'm going to butcher his last name. But anyway, uh, basically what he does is he reviews older UFC events and we kind of cover them the way you and I rehash old events. Yeah. So we did UFC 14. Uh, and we did talk about a, a lot of recent or upcoming fights as well. So, are you frozen? Oh, there you go. Um, anyway, one of those things that I've, I've noticed about like being on a show like his and being on like Eric Betts fights his show. Those guys take a lot of notes, and they've got like a they've got a script um, that they stick to. Boom, 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 Shit. boom, boom. Um, and you and I just, for the most part, I mean, we've got checkpoints, but we we just let it rip, man. 
We just let you it have checkpoints. Oh yeah, yeah. I try to get in my brain. I try. I know where I, I know where I'm going. Oh, I, I don't. I, I'm just like a blind mouse, dude. I just bump into walls, and just eventually I'll get where I need to go. Yeah. No. I. I um. I just. I've got. Sometimes I'll walk down a, a hallway into a sentence that I don't know how I got there, and I can't figure out a way to get out. But by and large, uh, hmm. for each fight, I know. I know where I'm going, and it's just That's a matter good. of getting there. Uh, Brian Dale says, "Is Dale dying his hair?" No. No, I'm not. Um, I just have great genetics, man. And uh, I was, you know, it just, I guess the lighting just looks, looks a little darker. This day. It's a little bit longer than it normally is. I got carrying it a little bit longer. Um, yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, it looks good. It's not, I think the question is better served towards you. I, if we go back and look at our older episodes, you're like bleach blonde. And now you've got darker hair. What's going on? What's happened there? Well, I had kids. Um, I used to surf all the time. Uh, now... Uh, it's just wall art, those surfboards. But I will say I'm going on vacation next week. And um, I don't think it's – I don't want to call it gay because um, I don't know if it's gay. But if it is gay, I'm going to do it anyways. Um, I'm going to fully put lemon in my hair and brighten this bitch up. You know what I mean? Okay. So, one, didn't know you were going on vacation. Two, <laughs> where are you going? And three, are you going to be able to do the show next week? Yeah, of course, dude. I'm just gonna do it from the Hawaiian Islands. <laughs> oh my gosh! So you're going? So you're finally gonna go? You're finally going? Yeah, we're finally gonna go. Yeah. Oh, nice. No one has okay. COVID for the first time in like seven years. There you go. Not that it should yeah. ever stop you from doing anything, anyway. All right, cool, man. <laughs> yeah, that's dude. great, dude. Well, yeah, I'll be I, doing dude. it with a mai tai in hand. It'll be cut water, but I'm I'm gonna switch to mai tais over there. I've been doing a lot of margaritas and palomas over here, but I'm dude, I'm gonna be really like good to myself, bro. I'm only doing mai tais over there. Okay. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. Hey, treat yourself, right? Just take it easy. I'm excited. I didn't know you were going. That's great, man. That's good. I'll be stuck here, but that's good. You go ahead and go. It's weird that you can't make it to South Carolina, but you can travel across the ocean. Anyway, the next fight, Mike Trezano, <laughs> 9 and 2, taking on Lucas Almeida at 13 and 1. A little featherweight tilt here. Uh, put them odds up. What? Can't find it, dude. Can't find it. Can't find Come it. God, on. producer Jake, bitch. Dude, Trezano to minus 225. Lucas Almeida plus 185. I think it's a pretty steep line for Trezano, if I'm being completely honest with you, uh, especially going up against a guy that has one professional loss. Now, that being said, people are high on Trezano. Uh, they like the output, they like the intensity. You know, the lone wolf comes and he's a killer, be killed kind of guy. Coming off that loss from uh, Akeem Dewadu, uh, but big win over Ladovic Klein. Lost to Grant Dawson, win over Luis Pena, win over Joe Gennetti. Uh, he is an ultimate fighter product. The the kid's good. I'm, I'm not going to shortchange anything that he that he's doing, right? Going up, up against a very tough Brazilian in Lucas Almeida. Uh, coming off y- your favorite promotion. He's a jungle fight guy. Uh, <sighs> lost loss on contender series. That is his one professional loss. But he is a finisher <clears throat> through and through every single Every single win he has as a professional has come come via finish. 13 wins, 13 finishes. Lucas Almeida's a beast, buddy. No, dude. Oh my God. What? What are you drinking? What are you drinking? You won if you win 13 professional fights and you finish all 13, you are a good fighter. No, you're not. Because you know what happened, dude? He was on Dana White Contender Series and he lost. Because he mm. sucks. Mm. And then what happens is he didn't get a UFC contract. So what do you do? He went to jungle fights, which is not a real promotion. Won a fight on jungle fights. And now, 
like the UFC is like, oh shit, and we don't have enough people on the roster apparently, so we're gonna put him in an Apex UFC Vegas 56 card. Mm. He didn't even he didn't even really win an opportunity to come to the UFC. He won mm. a jungle fight card and then got the Willy Wonka golden ticket to mm. fight Mike Trezano, who. It's a great fight because both these guys are going to bite down on the mouthpiece and just throw for the fences. Mike Trezano, it's shocking that he's a kid. He like fights like a wounded vet, dude. Like this is a guy that has like he, he has not evolved. Everyone wants to see him start to put pause, put some type of strategy, but no, he's a dude that wings, he throws and literally he gets he throws a big overhand right, he gets hit with a counter left, dude. Like he get hit with it. This is a bloodbath, dude. This is an inside the distance all day long because you got a guy that's not worthy of this fight, and you have another guy who doesn't understand how to fucking enact fight IQ or strategy. Okay, I I'm in for the I'm in for the inside the distance play. I didn't know where you were going to go with that. Uh, just to be fair, uh, your boy Almeida's got five fights in jungle fight. Um, <laughs> what does that mean? I, what does I, that mean? I I don't know. Look, I I think. Look, I'm just – there is – I'm not sold on Trezano. If I'm being completely honest with you, I'm not sold on him at the minus 225. That's a, that's a lot of juice for a guy that's unproven, coming off a loss. Agreed. Yeah, I, I understand he's not afraid of, like, the blood and guts. Um, but I don't know that I'm going to see what I need to see out of him on uh, on Saturday night. There, there's nothing – there's nothing that says that like makes me believe that he's going to show up and make makes me believe he's going to show up at a minus two twenty five spot. No, I think a play for inside the distance is a play for Lucas Almeida. If I'm being honest with you, it's a play for the people. Yeah, I, I get it, but I'm saying if we're if we're looking at a spot to actually make money at it, if you're playing inside the distance, I think you're playing Almeida. I don't think Trezano is getting him out of there. I just don't see it. I, I mean, the guy the guy's only lost one one time as a professional. Um, I don't see Trezano being number two, at least by the way of finish. If Trezano wins, it's going to be by decision. Uh, I don't think he's going to get him out of there. And I think if Almeida wins, I think he does it inside the distance because he's won every single professional fight he's ever had inside the distance. I don't know about that, though, because, dude, if I'm being honest, Mike Trezano is a much more well-rounded fighter than fucking Lucas Almeida. But I will say this. If you watch Lucas Almeida's Dana White Contender Series fight, he got a little bit of a deer in the headlights, like the stage is too big for me. It's Contender Series as a whole that does that. I don't think the Contender Series is an accurate metric for guys and girls. Mm. Mm. It's too much pressure. It's too much pressure. pressure. It's too much pressure because then you can also go out there and win and still not get signed. Ugh. Yeah, it's bullshit. Ugh. I mean, ugh. I don't like that at all. You still get to talk to Sanko, though, so that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's true. Or you start a podcast. You start a podcast, you talk to Sanko, and then never talk to her again. So I know, I know. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> hey, hold on one second. What's the next fight? I'm going to put the ticker on. I'm going to take this thing off my balls real quick. I'm going to grab myself another cut water. Go ahead. Do your thing. I got what, it. What's the next fight? Let me just throw it up here. Oh, oh, that's oh, I forgot. I keep forgetting producer Jake's not here, yeah. uh, which is tough. I think our next fight is our co-main event of the evening, and it is Danny Gay versus Mobzar Evloev. Oh, dude, insane! Here, one second. Yeah. Oh boy, just running away. Well, while he's doing that, Danny Gay at fifteen and five is a plus three ten against Mobzar Evloev, who is fifteen and zero at 
a minus four ten. Okay, you don't have to continue to clip your nuts. I mean, if you're doing it at this point, it's of your God, own. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just gonna keep doing it. Just okay. I'm trying to abide by the bet. All right, fair enough. Yeah, I'm gonna run the tape back. I think you stood up and <laughs> you had pants on. So, do I need to question whether or not you're actually clipping the nuts or what's going on here, bro? Now you're just trying to see my dick. That's I'm, not cool. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> if I wanted. A picture of the old Trayvon Buskirk. I would just, uh, I'd just ask for one. I know full well. I mean, I would send it. I know you. Would. <laughs> I mean, look, it's. Just, all right, I would, I would argue to say, are you even bros with somebody if, if you just don't occasionally send the, the random, you know, DP? I, it is. I mean, it's Pride Month after all. If you don't send me a picture of your twig and berries, I'm going to be upset. It's funny too because I was just talking to my brother-in-law who was a bartender and worked in worked in the kitchen part time, and I yeah. asked him because there was that great movie with one of the greatest actors of all time, Ryan Reynolds, um, oh pre old school Ryan Reynolds when he was in that movie Waiting, and they would all show each other their balls. Um, yeah, yeah, and I was like, "Is that a real thing?" He's like, "Oh, dude, yeah, oh, it's yeah. like before you even sign like an employment document, you show your balls." Hundred percent. Yeah, 100%. it's crazy. It's yeah. cool. Yeah, after we recorded the episode with the uh, where I, I pivoted to the nutsack, uh, a buddy of mine that listens to our show was like, Trey doesn't realize how often you pull your nuts out, does he? And I was like, mm, he has no idea. Yeah, so. but you were in the military. Also true. Also true. A lot of balls. Yeah, well, you're in jujitsu, which is essentially. Bro, when I mean, people ask, like, how, like, what's your specialty? Yeah. North-South, bro. North-South. North-South. Uh, Keith in the chat says, Ryan Reynolds or Shia LaBeouf? That is not even a real question. I shouldn't have it's even not, read it out one's loud. a real actor and, and the other yeah, one's not. Exactly. Uh, Shia LaBeouf over the Green Lantern. And- <laughs> so fucking stupid. Yeah. Could no. you imagine... Could you imagine playing a superhero so bad that they recast you as another superhero and yet they still won't acknowledge you in that superhero's cinematic universe, no matter what bad superhero you play, that's how bad you are. Um, yeah, but it doesn't matter. All it takes is one good film, and Van Wilder was probably the greatest film of all time. You know, I figured, I figured, I, I if somebody were like, gun to your head, Dale, name Trey's top five <laughs> movies. Van Van Wilder, I figured, would be on there. Yeah. Uh, Fast and Furious, I figured, would be on there. Um, Paul Walker. Point Break, I think, is probably on there. Truth? Uh, Oh, man. Yeah. And then, so that's three. Utah, give me two. Yep, yep. So then we've got got a wild card in there. Um, There's got to be a McConaughey movie in there somewhere. I don't think it's Fool's Gold, even though that's a good one. No. I think you're probably a failure to launch guy. Life I wanted to live. And... Wolf of Wall Street. Those are your top five. Jeez, dude. God damn it. That was beautiful. Of, of your top five, how many did I get right? Legitimately, how many did I like get Like three at least, for sure. <laughs> dude, that's unbelievable. Yeah, but I could do the same thing for you. Oh, okay. Perfect. Yes, please do. Please do. Okay. Give me my top five. Top Gun, no. Saving Private Ryan. That's in there. That's, <laughs> Saving Private Ryan's in there. Yep, okay. Green Mile. Nope. <laughs> it's any type of war, super sad, fucked up movie. Oh, uh, what's that? Human centipede. <laughs> yeah. One, two, and three. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's the, they round off the top three right there. Um, <laughs> that's pretty much it. 
No, Saving Private Ryan's in my top five. I'm sure it is, dude. It's a great movie. Yeah. Great movie. <laughs> oh man. No, my favorite uh favorite all time is is Braveheart. Yeah, look at look at these comments, dude. American History X, yeah, probably Shawshank Redemption for sure. Brokeback Mountain, I I don't think he'd be into that. No, that Pretty... came up when we were talking about your movies. Oh, that was me. <laughs> Heath Ledger was good in that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Now, Braveheart's number one. All right. Danny Ige, like I said, 15 and 5. Mobzar Evlov at 15 and 0. Ige's a plus 310 here. That's disrespectful, right? We can say that's disrespectful. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm a big Mobzar Evlov fan, uh, and I think he's very good at fighting. Uh, obviously, Cox Mountain Warrior. He's got three Vs in his name. There's, which, you know, really is essentially a superpower. If we're laying down Pokemon cards, the three V attack is definitely one that's carrying a lot of HP. Uh, I just don't know, man, if, if a plus three ten on Dan Ige isn't worth a stab here. I mean, coming off back-to-back losses to Josh Emmett and uh, Korean Zombie. But dude, Dan Ige is good, right? He's good. He's good. Last four fights, Calvin Cater, Gavin Tucker, Korean Zombie, and Josh Emmett. None of those guys are Mavzar Evloev. And if you look at who Evloev's fought in his last four fights, uh, Hakeem Dewadu, Nick Lentz, Mike Grundy, and Enrique Barzola. There is a real disparity in competition here. Very real disparity. There's also I think a Dan stylistic Ige. disparity, bruh. There is a stylistic disparity. Obviously, we're going to have a very wrestle-heavy approach from Mobzar. Uh, but Dan Ige is coming out of Extreme Couture. You know he's prepared for that. He's fighting killers day in and day out, man. When we see Ige get beat, we see him get beat by strikers. He got beat by Cater. He got beat by Emmett. And he got beat by Korean Zombie. He's getting beat by strikers. He's not getting beat by wrestlers. Plus 310, dog that'll fight for my money. Dan Ige, bro, all day. Come on now. Come on. You got to. I'm got fading it. the Caucasus Mountains here. Absolutely not. First off, you never fade uh, Caucasus Mountain. You don't mm. fade Caucasus Mountain with three Vs like you said. <laughs> Outside of that, dude, there's a couple things you said there that I wholeheartedly disagree with. He's, oh. Yes, he's getting beat by premier strikers. None of the guys with which you have listed have a ground game. None of them have a wrestle-heavy attack. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Now, why don't you tell – I got math waived in high school and college. I took uh, sign language instead. Um, and with that said, I, I'm i not a stats guy, but I'm going to pull up a stat here, dude. Dan Ige's takedown percentage, what is it? Landed or take, defended? Defended. Dan Ige's takedown, takedown def- defense percentage. Ooh, if you're bringing it up, it's got to be sub 30. Ooh. 55%. Oh, he's so he defends over half of the takedowns. That's great. It doesn't matter with a guy that's no, only that's shooting for takedowns. That's no. absolutely awful, dude. No, you really tried to do something there and it backfired. No, it didn't, dude. Yep. Who the fuck? Who has a 30% takedown defense, dude? They're uh, not the UFC. Oh, 100%. Dude, what? Who? Who, who gets taken down basically anytime somebody <laughs> tries to take them down? Yeah. Uh, like I'm trying not 30%, to thirty percent. Like what? Is someone like blowing on them? They're just I'm falling tr- over. <laughs> I'm trying really it's hard ridiculous, not to be, dude. <laughs> to be super disrespectful. There's a lot of people that have really shitty takedown defense. Oh, Derek Lewis. I, I actually I don't think that's true. 
You think Derek Lewis is okay? I think right. he has fantastic takedown defense. Okay. Maybe he does. Maybe he just gets back yeah. up. He gets taken down, but he gets back up. Yeah. Oh, there's got to be you. somebody. You're stumped. putting. Yeah, it's stumped. weird. You don't normally stump me, but I'm. I stumped uh, you. Yeah. Stumped you. Well, he has 55%. So all Evelyn has to do is go in one or two times. He's going to lock him down, do and that Khabib style, like. Doesn't even get into full mount, but it's mounted on his kneecaps mm. up against the cage, ground and pound. No. Not enough to get Danny no. out because he's super strong. Get no. enough points, 10 nines all the way through. No. Movzar has the, I don't think he's a better fighter. He just mm-hmm. has the better style in association to someone who has a large void. No. Absolutely. Danny Ige's number is the market sees it the same way. His path to victory is staying up, but unfortunately, the stats show that he can't do that. Really? No, dude. Yep. No. First yep. off, Danny Gay's Hawaiian. Second off, he's American. No. no. And I, I can't even. If you told me how to sp- fucking pronounce Evlev, I can't do it. One of every like. Well, you're times. literally sitting here telling me every way Danny Gay's not going to win this fight. Not only is Danny Gay going to win this fight at plus three ten, he's going to do it in a third round at plus thirty eight hundred. God damn. I'm calling wow. it. I'm calling it. All right. I'm calling People's it. People's main event. People's um, main event. Let's get it going. All right. Main event of the evening. The actual physical main event of the evening. Alexander Volkov taking on Jarzinho Rosenstrike. Rosenstrike at 12 and 3. Alexander Volkov at 34 and 10. Volkov's a minus 155 favorite here over Jarzinho at a plus 130. I'm just going to say this right now. Let's get this out of the way. Okay. Volkov, after his last fight against Aspinall, we essentially said is on the no-bet list. Absolutely. Okay? Thank you. We, we are not going to call him the dark horse of division anymore because I, have now, I am now convinced he will not ever be the UFC heavyweight champ of the world. I am Correct. convinced of this. I yes. was on the fence about it. Now I'm convinced of it. He will never be yes. uh, the UFC heavyweight champ of the world. So I will not call him the dark horse of division anymore. I won't do Agreed. it. Agreed. Um, I put him on the no bet list after his last fight, and I'm gonna. I want to keep him there. I want to keep him there. Now, that being said, that being said, uh, I really don't like Rosenstrike because he is just about as inactive uh, once he's like in a fight as somebody possibly can be. And I want to give credit uh, to our boy Double Nichols. He called him Frozen Strike. Whoa, sick. Yes which I love Fantastic. As a name. Now, I don't know whether our boy old Double Nichols um, came up with that himself or if he got it from somebody, but if he came up with that with himself, dude, I love good wordplay, and I appreciate you bringing that into my life. Um, Frozen Strike is absolutely <laughs> the best freaking name humanly possible uh, for so Jarzinho. Good. This will be picture-taking for 25 minutes. An atrocious, an atrocious main event. Um, I'm going Volkov by decision. What? Bro. Yes. Bro. What? No way, yes. dude. Yes. Rosenstrike's not going to do anything. He's not going to win rounds. He's literally going to stand there. No, no, no. But the, How does he strike, dude? He explodes forward. Twice around. Twice doesn't matter. Volkov, he's in the, we're in the apex cage, dude. Volkov's, Volkov's seven foot tall. He's not going to matter. He has no room. No. Volkov's good because of his length and his reach. But in the apex cage, he can't exercise that. 
So you're going to get the blitz attack from Rosenstreich, who has these like short uppercuts. It's going to drop Volkov because now with his length and reach, he leaves his head wide open. To me, oh. he looks like that one guy we always hate that actually fucked me, and hence why I have a big a clip on my nutsack. Who you talking about? He reminds me a lot of what's his name, dude. Um, this is the reason I literally have a clip on my nutsack right oh, now. Oh, who was the nutsack bet? The nutsack Beck was the guy that fights like this, dude. Why am I blanking on his name? You don't remember? I dude, don't. who's the – I thought the nutsack – We had two bets. One of the bets was you have to put a clip on your nutsack if this yeah. dude loses. I know. I and remember the dude the bet. that lost yeah. was yeah, the yeah. guy that's young, but I think he's really old, and he fights with his head up like this. Oh, like Dusko. Dusko Todorovic, yes. Dusko. Dusko. Dushko, dude. That's how Volkov started to fight, dude, as of recently. He uses length and reach and he keeps his chin up to the fucking sky, dude. That's not how he fights at all. You're out of your mind. You're not watching fights anymore. It's it's obvious. That's not how Volkov fights. That's how he fights as of recently. Uh, I disagree. Volkov not, dude, his Dude, his fighting style the past two fights, you can't tell me it's, it's been awful. It's awful. No, he's win one, lose one. He's awful. He's awful. And yes, uh, Eddie Wineland fights like that as well, but that's not who we're talking about. Dushko Tudorovic uh, is the is the reason why Trey has a uh, has a clip on his nuts. Although Eddie Wineland just signed a new four fight deal, what's going? On? <laughs> He's giving him things away, bro. You get a four fight deal. You get a Sam Alvey got a fight booked, man. I'm telling you, they just literally just anybody can get it, bro. Well, I think it's because they do stuff for the community. Dude. One's a firefighter, one just smiles all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Sam Alvey also had got, got a gang of kids, bro. Golly. Well, that's yeah. why, like, a Nico Price, dude, like, they know, like, people like that, like Nico Price, who has, like, 15 kids, is going to, like, just stay in the promotion. Yeah. Well, Nico Price got – I mean, he's just – he's too entertaining not to. Um, Rosenstruck inside the distance. Volkov by decision. Sound the alarm. Again? You want to double? <laughs> All right. Uh, let's Let's run through these. All right. We've got a women's fight kicking off the main card. Aaron Bl or the prelim, sorry. Aaron Blanchfield, eight and one, taking on JJ Aldrich at eleven and four. Trey, Love big plus money here on JJ at plus three sixty, taking on Aaron Blanchfield minus four ninety. Um, what, what did Miranda Maverick say, dude? Aaron Blanchfield's very good. I thought she said JJ Aldrich is really good. She did. She said JJ Aldrich is the kill is a killer, but yeah. she also Miranda also got manhandled by Aaron Blanchfield. That's right. What would Miranda say today? What what <laughs> what are what would Miranda say about what we've got going on currently? This um, is a bit of a conundrum. <laughs> this is a bit. This is a bit of a who dunner. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, I, Aaron Blanchfield is very good, and and arguably amongst one of the rising stars and future talents of the division, JJ Aldrich continues to get better. And everybody says like that JJ Aldrich is like one of like the killers in the room, but it's like one of the, it almost seems like she's one of those fighters that's better in practice than she is like in the cage, you know, or, yeah. you know, Cub Swanson, Cub Swanson literally <laughs> had a highlight for the ages his last time out. It has more finishes than your boy Urajaw with his freaking <laughs> vagina chin. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. 
until they book that fight. It's going to be a murder. Do you realize how brittle and old Uriah is right now? When Cub hits him, he will fall apart. Who did Cub fight his last fight? Darren Elkins. Okay, cool. Um, who does Darren Elkins, uh, what camp is he a part of? Alpha male. Alpha male. Okay. Who's the head of that camp? That would be Uriah Faber. Interesting. Who did Uriah Faber fight last? Um, Piotr Jan. Piotr so Jan right. versus he Darren got, Elkins. He got kicked to sleep. That's right. Piotr Jan Quality nearly murdered insane, Uriah dude. Faber in front of his wife and kids. Insane. You're right. You're right. Dude, that, insane. I forgot. Darren Elkins is just all scar tissue. You could blow on him. He's fucking give me a break. You talking about the Darren Elkins who just won his last fight? You're right. You're right. You're right. It's unbelievable. The last time Uriah Faber won a fight, you didn't even have kids. That is could be true. Yeah, exactly. He exactly. Fights once a year. Goodness gracious. The last time Uriah Faber won a fight, Obama was in office. Bruh. <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not taking the bait. It's freaking. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Obama was dropping drones on innocent kids last time you arrived. Oh, God. You took the bait yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to find a way to work that into the show, to be honest with you. All right. JJ Aldridge. Women's science. Can we do back-to-back plus 300 women's science plays? Sam Hughes cashed for us last week. JJ Aldridge plus 300. Our prop play that we have for women's science is pretty significant, so I'd rather like (laughs) – I'd rather just take Aaron Blanchfield outright on this position. I would. I'm not playing. I'm not playing any woman ever at minus five hundred. I, I agree with that, but let's just stay away then, right? You want to just stay away? Yeah. Good chance Chris Tonioni is out there for the first fight of the night. For sure. Yeah. And he'll, he'll find a way to body. screw us. He'll find a yeah. way to screw us. Yeah. All right. We'll stay on, away. Andreas Mikalidis at thirteen and five, taking on Hanat Fahat. What is it? Fahreddidot. Fah. Hold on. I will get this. Fahreddinov. That's it. Farinsendiv. Yeah. Uh, Mikolidis at a plus 215. Renat at a minus 265. I'm going to ask you. Yeah. Honest to goodness. Um, Mikolidis, they clearly don't like him, right? Uh, one of the only Greeks on the roster. Uh, they gave him, they fed him to Alex Pereira, uh, and then they gave him Modestus Bukalkis. The only win coming against KB Bueller, who arguably maybe could win a fight against CM Punk, probably the only person that's ever fought in the UFC that KB Bueller could beat. Uh, but they're feeding him killer after killer. And you've got a guy like Renat, uh, who's coming in as a heavy favorite here. He's got a win over Eric Spicely. There you go. Oh, um, I know. Sick. Yeah. Former UFC talent, Eric Spicely. Uh, but the, the kid hasn't lost in years. Last loss coming in 2014. Um, and realistically, man, if you're looking at it, his record, 18 wins um, have come via finish. So 20 professional wins, 18 have come via finish. I feel like Renat by finish is the, is the decent play here. That's probably a good play there. Yeah. I don't know if it's the fade because of he's the only – Greek person on the roster, or it's his move from Kazakhstan, and they don't like the Borat movies. But Renat's gonna come in here and fucking slaughter yeah. this Greek dude. Yeah. Okay. I mean, listen, there was there was a time, historically speaking, where the fact that Andreas uh, B. 
being from Greece would be the the play of all plays. I mean, right. But it's just far removed, are we from from that time? It's weird. I feel like there's like a strength in numbers thing. And this is going to sound uber casual for one second, but I don't really give a shit. Um, If you're the the banner child for said country, I feel like the UFC doesn't like that. They like strength in numbers. A great example is like Santiago Ponzanibia, dude. How many Argentinians, dude, are on the roster? Not that many. How many Greece people are there? Not Greece, just Greek. You can go with Greek. Not Greece, <laughs> Not Greece people. Just go Greek. Yeah, it might be a little greasy, dude. I yeah, don't know man. how many greasy people are on the roster. <laughs> God just... damn, this is an American sport. Yeah. Let me tell you about it. Ain't got time for no Greece. <laughs> oh my gosh, let's wrap this up before things get too spicy here. <laughs> Jeff Molina, ten and two. Zlogas Zumagulov at fourteen and six. You know I love me some Zlogas. Minus 190 is Jeff Molina. Zlavis is at a plus 160. I like Zlavis. I don't like him in this matchup at all. I think Jeff Molina is too fast and the cardio is too good. Zlavis, unless he can somehow make this an ugly clinch battle or he catches Molina with an overhand right, Molina is going to style, profile, and denial every single thing that Zlavis Umagulov is going to bring to him on Saturday night. One of my more confident plays is Jeff Molina at a minus 190. Really, because it's like yeah. the aggressive. He also is really good off his back. He's got these weird, like, uh, I don't know, like off his back submissions that he could do. Um, Zlogis, though, doesn't he wear dead animals, though, after he wins? I don't know if he wears it afterwards, but he comes from a land of dead animals. Uh, my man is a, <laughs> is a, is a, is a, I think, believe he's a Kazakhstani uh, dead animal wearer. So, yeah, which we never usually fade, but I do like the Jeff Molina play. He's very explosive. Um, can cinch up things quickly, but also very, very strong in the clinch, dude. Devastating elbows. So I'm, I'm in with the Molina play. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking at his longest, I mean, he's lost three out of his last four, only win coming over Jer- Jerome Rivera, uh, losses to Julian Paiva, Amir Albazi, and Manel Cape, or Cap, rather. Um, Molina Molina's going to present present some problems. I mean, I guess if you want to lean into the weird D-Gen gambler thing, um, every Latin American person that Zlogas has fought, he's beaten. Um, mm. So there's that. But other, I don't, I don't think that's strong enough of a play to to really trigger my my D-Gen spidey sense. Not like no. the Pollyanna, the dual Pollyannas losing. No, because uh, we went with the Omars. Remember, we went double Omars last event, and that we was a, that was a nightmare. I said. Yeah. We should we should not double Omar and we double Omar. So, um, Pollyanna's the Pollyanna fade is yeah. the result of the um, us learning the lesson from the Omars. All right, Tony Gravely taking on Johnny Munoz Jr. Munoz Jr. at eleven and one. Gravely at twenty two and seven. I feel like most cappers that you you the pejorative you people that listen um, are going to come across love Tony Gravely. A lot of I, I feel like. Throughout yeah, the too. weeks, throughout the weeks, I hear, I always see people playing Gravely. I always see people talking about Gravely. He's always right. like on on top tickers for parlays and stuff. Yeah. Um, do we feel that way about him this time too? Do we just want to go with the wrestle heavy approach? Do we want to go with the cardio? Uh, the hands are getting a little bit better here. Going up against a guy Munoz, who, I mean, I think he's going to present some challenges. Uh, can we say that Munoz is going to be the faster? Like Ooh. like physically faster guy. I mean, his wins though, uh, it, you know, as far as the UFC goes, wins over Jamie Simmons, and Jamie Simmons is not good. Uh, lost to Nate Maness or Manus, however you want to say his last name. 
levels of competition, levels to the game. I think Gravely is decidedly better than Munoz here. I think people love Tony, dude, because he's he's uh he's an everyman, dude. He's, he's a meat, guy that like meat potatoes guy, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, from stylistically, sure, but he's also just an everyman. Like, this is a guy that like started off in Taekwondo, dude. Like, he went to Appalachian State, which is anyone. The only reason people know that fucking school is because their run they had in football that like one year. Um, but uh, he was a construction worker, quit his job, started to get into mixed martial arts, dude. He's an everyman. He's an everyman. But he's dude. He's a grinder. He's a guy that like is full on like bites on the mouthpiece, puts his nose down, moves forward. He's durable. He's got a well, like you said, meat and, meat and potatoes. He's, he's, he's well-rounded, but nothing's exponentially great. Um, I like Tony in the spot, dude. I think he's like a, a get-it-done type of guy. And versus Johnny Munoz Jr., this is a guy that's like, he's not jumping off the page in any facet. So I'm going to go with a guy that's actually going to fight for my money. If Tony Gray was an underdog, that would be a, a much, I'd be more confident spot because I'm like, this is a dog that fights for your money. So where are you going here? Tony Grave or money line. Money line. Okay. I like it. I like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Sorry, my my phone started vibrating like crazy. Um I didn't mean to come on now. Everything's slowing down. Benoit Saint Denis at eight and one taking on Nicholas Stoltze. Stoltze at twelve and five. Benoit Saint Denis at eight and one. He's the favorite here to minus one fifty five against Stoltze. Uh, last time we saw Benoit Saint Denis, he got nearly murdered by Easy Dos Santos Ooh. in what was arguably one of the ugliest fights of last year. Remember they had that weird, like non-English speaking referee, the the dude that looked like the um, the guy from Men in Black that had the cockroach inside of him, you know, sugar water. He looked like that guy. You know, you know what referee I'm talking about. <laughs> no no anyway what? all right so anyway benoit saint denis nearly got killed um just took a hellacious beating for 15 minutes by easy dos santos didn't stop the fight tough too tough for his own good if i'm not mistaken he's some sort of like crow cop style anti-terrorism french police officer or something like i don't know how think how crazy wow. things get in france but Sick. anyway um you know Real deal, Holyfield, in that regard. Minus 155 against Stolze here. We're going to go ahead and take him. We're going to give him benefit of the doubt. Uh, last time we saw him, he just got the shit kicked out of him. I mean, can he really right that wrong that quickly? Got the shit kicked out of him by Jared Gooden, which we always joke about. It's not Jared Gooden. It's Jared piece of fucking shit. Whoa. What are you talking about? Jared Gooden sucks, dude. What, what's Jared Gooden have to do with this fight? That's who beat Nicholas Stoltz in his last fight. Oh, dude. okay. I missed that part. I'm just, I, dude. Lit, all I heard was you took going in on Jared, <laughs> Jared, Jared Gordon or Jared Gooden. I don't just erroneously like just jump in with random fighters that I hate. Cup wants a piece of shit. <laughs> you you literally do that all the time, bro. Yeah, if you're getting fucking knocked out in the first first, I don't remember it was the first or the second round by Jared Gooden. I think yeah. he's on a two fight loss kid. Anyways, he's fighting for his job here. Like, no, no, we're not taking plus money here. Absolutely not. Benoit Saint Denis. I think it is the we. We we Saint Denis. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, here's something I never thought I would say. Damon Jackson is fighting, and he is the largest betting favorite on the card. Twenty and four, taking on Daniel Argueta at eight and zero. Oh. Damon Jackson, get ready, ladies and gentlemen, is at a minus six fifty. Over Daniel Argueta at a plus 460 coming back. 
Dude, money. who the fuck is Daniel Argueta? Do not, do not anchor your parlays with Damon Jackson. <laughs> I am telling you right now, do not anchor your parlays with Damon Jackson. Play Daniel Argueta money line or play <laughs> now listen or play Damon Jackson by decision. Do not. Yeah. Do not anchor any parlay with Damon Jackson. He is too hittable and has one path to victory and it is submission. That's it. Don't yeah. don't play around. Don't get cute. Don't overexpose yourself. Damon Jackson by sub or take a flyer on Argoetta and move on. Yes. Just, just, do you have anything you want to add to that? No, that's exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just, I'm just no. Fair warning. <laughs> Joe Selecki at 11 and three, taking on Alex De Silva at 21 and three. Joe Selecki, the I favorite here. Selecki, I know you do. I know you, he's one of your dudes. Minus 165, Alex De Silva at plus 145. Alex De Silva is a horse, though, and he's on that Brazilian horse meat diet. You need to be careful here. Ooh. Big, thick neck, you know, uh, big no traps neck. for days. Traps for days. They just connect. Traps to the ears connection. Uh, Joe Selecki slick on the ground. Uh, but yeah. do, you, do you think he's slicker than your average Brazilian and Alex De Silva here? That's a tough thing, dude, with a no neck thing you got going there. When when there's no neck, this isn't like dry bodies, tight submissions, dude. No neck, no submissions. You know what I mean? That's a tough call. Well, my thing with Alex De Silva is not that he has no neck, it's that his neck is so damn thick. Mm. It's like a it, I mean, it's like, do you ever, have you ever seen like bologna before it's sliced? It's, <laughs> it's just like the, the log of bologna. Like that's yeah. Alex De Silva's neck. He's got this small, lightweight body and his neck mm. is just like, as just fucking thick. Like it's, it's a thick neck, bro. And Joe's, I mean, Joe Selecki going to choke him out? I don't think Joe's knocking him out, right? He's Joe's not knocking not, him out. Nah, no. Knocking. No, we can move yeah. past that. Right. Yeah. No, the control time on the ground, maybe like a side control position with a little bit of ground and pound, possibly sneaks into submission, which is his path to victory. I like that a lot. Um, dude, yeah, you're tripping me out because it seems like Alex De Silva's on steroids and that's flipping me out, dude. I mean, you got traps like that, dude. What are you doing? You doing farmer carries like all the time, dude? You doing like, what are you doing? Joe Selecki's coming off that that grappling at Fury. Uh, that he's coming off that win over Donald Cerrone. The Cowboy Cowboy couldn't buy a win right now. Shit, yeah, yeah the Cowboy couldn't buy a win. Uh, last time we saw him in the cage, he lost. Split decision to Jared Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> means nothing. Damn it. We're, we're just talking about Jared Gooden, Jared Gordon, uh, but wins over Austin Hubbard, who got cut, which I thought was really weird, uh, and Jim Miller. Which I thought, uh, which was obviously a very, very much a quality win. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think, I think Joe, I think we could play Joe Selecki here. Yeah, my only, my only concern is, is, is the amount of experience that Alex De Silva is bringing in. I mean, obviously we have the better wins, but Alex De Silva lost a decision to Brad Riddell, uh, lost to Alexander Yakolev, and lost to Jacob Kolakiewicz. But that was back in Brave, and that was years ago. But I'm just wondering. Um, you know, I'm just wondering about what he's seen in 24 pro fights against De Silva or against Selecki's 14, rather, if he saw anything. But that, I mean, the neck, the neck is really something, man. I don't know. It's it's giving me pause. Um, yeah. 
But I'll take Joe Selecki. Sure. You think Joe Selecki by sub? I don't know. Yakolev, Yakolev guillotined the Silva. He took advantage of the big neck, Ooh. the thick neck. Okay. And I, know, and I know you think guillotine's not a real choke. Not a real choke. Yeah. Yeah. I like Joe Selecki by sub. Fuck okay. it. Let it rip, Tater Chip. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think all we have left is a featured prelim, man, and that's it. Which is like, we're going to probably, we're going to camp here as as the pro podcasters say. We're going to camp here for we're, a minute. We're going to. This, this fight's just hot. It's just hot. It's just hot stuff, dude. It's just. This is, a, this is a family show, and we're going to keep it as such. Carolina Kovacavich at 12 and 7, taking on Felice Herrig at 14 and 9. Felice Herrig's a minus 120. Little Dude. Bulldog's coming back. Carolina coming back. She's a plus 100 dog. We haven't seen her in forever. She hasn't won a fight since a long time. Uh, Felice Herrig's been gone for years. I mean, I, I, I feel like got, it's, I'm just gonna. I gotta ask Dale. Okay. It's been weighing on me like all day, dude. Go ahead. Is Fleece Herrig hot? No. I need to put this to a poll. That's so. We're not going to do that because um, we don't want to. We, we don't want to. Oh, object. right, right, right. We don't. Okay. We don't. We don't want to objectify. You're right. Uh, you're right. But, but if you're asking my personal opinion, yeah. Just, just me and how I live my life. Um, yeah. And you know whether or not I'm like a, uh, you know, uh, an IPA or a logger guy. Yeah, I'm a logger guy here. It's not my speed. Yeah, I, I can I can understand why people like IPAs, yeah. but I, I'm a logger guy. You know what I mean? The only reason I ask that, and again, it's not to objectify. It's more so like this theory of the muscle babe. Um, there's this there's this yes. theory out there that yes. those women that yes. are freakishly muscular uh give off a sense of uh strength or confidence and and felice has been one of those girls that has been very crossfit oriented and someone that uh poses a lot of threats because it looks like yep felice herrick has one foot in the cage and one foot in only fans yeah but she's been doing only fans even though only fans wasn't a thing back then she's been doing that for forever she's always been a billboard on social media accounts so i think Unfortunately, a lot of her fighting style and betters as such have put a lot of money and weight because of her physique. Mm. Carolina was a workhorse. And I want to say this. I'm going to be the first one to say this. I'm pretty sure the reason Carolina sucks now is because she was on roids in her heyday. Whoa, you think she was on the juice? I think she was on the juice, dude. If you talk about her confidence, the amount of output, I'd love to see the stats because I'm a mathematician as of this episode, um, dude, the output she had three years ago versus the output she has now, the hesitancy, the pause, the move forward, the just everything was so much better three years ago than it is now. She is eroded to the fucking, I don't even know. Here's where, here's where we have, we have, so I want to touch on this. The, the comment that Keith made, Felice has one foot in the cage, one foot in OnlyFans, is a multi-layer joke because Felice doesn't do full nude OnlyFans. She does foot fetish OnlyFans. Is that real? Yes, that's a real thing. She's all she does the foot fetish thing. So it's a great joke. So I was doing the slow clap. Um, and then two, the last fight that Carolina Kolakovich won, 
came against Felice Herrig. The last fight Whoa. that Carolina's ever won has been against Felice. This is a rematch five years in the making. So wait, you're saying it has not been that long since Carolina yes. won a fight? Yes. Last time she won a fight was 2018. Almost five, It's been almost five years. No way. Yes. She's lost five in a row. Okay, but before the five, she was a title contender. Yeah, again, Carolina came in. She beat Ronda Marcos, Heather Clark, Rose Namajunas in a title eliminator. Right? Right. Then she lost to Joanna. Yeah. Or no, she beat no, she beat Rose in a title eliminator. Lost to Joanna. He said, yeah. Yep, sorry. Uh, then lost to Claudia Gadelia. Then her only wins were over Jody Escobar and Felice Herrick. That was back in April of 2018, and she has not won since then. It's a great example right there of the Felice Herrick theory, dude. The Claudia Gadelia, dude. Another ripped chick. People see ripped chicks, dude, and they think that it comes with just like great but fighting. Claudia Gadelia beat her. Claudia, that was a muscle babe that beat her. Muscle babe. And you love muscle babe theory is an interesting one. one. It's weird mole on her cheek, but yes, I I do love her. Dude, it's that caramel skin and that gravel voice. I don't know what it does. It just sets you ablaze, bro. Your pupils dilate. You look like that shark from Finding Nemo. It's weird, I'm intimidated. I'm intimidated. Scared. Fear boner. I can see it. Oh, all day long. Fear boner, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm a beta. Yeah. And and (laughs) only in that that regard. Only in that regard. You'll pull guard. (laughs) I pull guard, dude. I'm a shark on the the ground. No one has it. Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this is a crapshoot, dude. Like, literally, like, we have to bet on this fight just because it's so it's Carolina. Annoying. It's Carolina. It's women's science. Come on. Man. Come on, man. Who did Felice fight in her last fight? <sighs> Felice's gotta... last Felice's last fight came yeah, against. like two years ago. Verna. Verna. John Giroba. Oh, yeah. I remember Broke her arm two years ago. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah come on, man. <laughs> oh, dude. Felice Harris wins in the UFC. This is oh, a great man. fight, dude. I'm actually really interested this is in gonna, watching. This is going to make you so mad. Uh, wins in the UFC. Your girl, Kaylin Curran. Oh. Alexa Grasso. Uh, Justine shit herself quiche. And Courtney Casey. Not the worst, dude. Not the worst. Not the worst. But that was back when we were doing UFC on Fox. Keith said Hannah Goldie's muscle is fuck and she sucks. True, but she's intimidating. But the reason she sucks is because she's got the punchless curse on her. That's that's pretty much the main reason. That's true. That's true. It's not her. Well, it is her fault. It's her fault. But there's outside <laughs> factors at this point that are contributing to that. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You want to run through these real quick? Yep. We're taking Carolina, right? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, I love boy. I love that she does that thing where she puts her hands behind her back, then leans up against the cage and gives that smirk. It's pretty cute. I'm like, I'm, I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. I'm a big fan of how women fighters in general just go out there and stand in the cage as if they are not going to get into a fight. And your girl, Carla Esparza, is the most guilty of that. Carla just goes out there yeah. and just looks stoic. Like she got a lobotomy. Like she's just, yeah. Trazodone shuffle. It's very strange. I thought she was joking, by the way, when she said that she was going to wear something new to her wedding. Yeah. But then I saw the pictures, and she actually wore the UFC belt down the, the aisle. Mm-hmm. 
I love her so much. I know you do. I know it's weird. That's so nice. Yeah. Very strange. Good Keep it together. Her. Keep it together. Your clip's starting to stretch. JJ Aldridge versus Aaron Blanchfield. We're on nobody. Blanchfield. Oh, gosh. Galitas versus Fakradinov. Fakradinov is going to fuck up this grease. This grease. The Greek. <laughs> Greek. Uh, Jeff Molina's log is in Mugulov. We love Molina. We're on Molina here. Tony Gravely, Johnny Munoz Jr. Tony Gravely. Benoit Saint Denis. Nicholas Stoltze. Benoit Saint-Denis, we say ye. Ye, 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 Saint-Denis. Damon <laughs> Jackson, Daniel Argueta. Uh, we're going to not take Stay this. away from, yeah. Joe yeah. Selecki, Alex De Silva. <laughs> Selecki by sub. Oh, boy. Felice Herod, Carolina Kovacavich. Carolina. Carolina. Alonzo Menafield, Askar Maseros. This is, a, is this people's main event? No, it's not. No, you like... Menafield inside the distance. Yes, and also fight does not go to a draw. Every dollar you can scrounge up. Yes, but you have to have five dimes. I'm not taking Menafield. So you're on Mo- Moserov? <laughs> yeah. Okay. My brain okay. kind of shut off for a second. <laughs> Ode Osborne, Zaruk, Adeshev. Uh, Ode. And inside the distance. Botelio, Kareen Silva. <laughs> we're taking uh oh no, we're taking Kareen Silva by sub. We're taking Kareen Silva inside the distance. Okay. Plus two fifty. Uh Mike Trezano, Lucas Almeida. Oh man, this one was tough. We were definitely doing inside the distance here. Um well you said Trezano by by decision. Yeah. And I said if you're on Almeida, you're on by by inside the distance. Inside the distance. And didn't you say round two? No. no. Is that someone else? That was around somebody okay. else. Okay. I'll take yeah, I'm still gonna take Trezano by decision. Okay. Danny gave mobs are you love. what are you doing? I'm not sure yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not sure. Well i might take Trezano. I'm not sure. I'm 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 torn on this fight. Uh Ige Evolev. Uh people's main event I'm taking Evolev. People's main event. I'm on Ige and Ige third round finish plus 3,800. Volkov, <laughs> Jarzinho, Frozen Strike. We said we're never betting on Volkov. I'm sticking to it. I'm taking Rosenstruck. And I'm on Volkov. <laughs> I'm on Volkov. You're the mind. one that put that together and you're fading it. Ridiculous. I'm fading. I'm, I, sometimes it's the fade, the fade of the fade. The fade of the fade is a win. Oh, it's like two positives equal a negative, right? Correct. Correct. Positive yeah. ions, bro. All right, that's it. We're wrapping it up. Uh, I appreciate everybody that continues to listen to our show, put up with our tardiness whenever we show up late or we push an episode due to life. Um, one of the things that makes doing this show great is um, I feel like we personally connect with each and every one of you that graciously give us your time each and every week. So I appreciate that about you. Um, I would love it if you haven't already done so, if you could thanks for taking the clip off if if you haven't rated the show anywhere whether it be spotify or apple or whatever consider giving us uh, a review written reviews go a long way if you watch the live stream or if you're watching the youtube stream or video after the fact click the thumbs up button it helps us out a lot there as well consider subscribing if you haven't done so already um Guest spots. I was on MMA Archive this week, and then I was also on Remember the Show with Bilal Muhammad and Jason Anik. 
I was on that show tonight before our show started. So there are new episodes out. I'm on that. You can check me out there. You can also check me out on MMA Archive, which will come out this weekend as well. We'll post a link to that. Trayvon Buskirk, is there anything you want to leave the people with other than your signature sign-off? Is there anything else you want to leave the people with? Yeah, I, I decided. Um, usually this would be like a, a New Year's resolution, but I'm going to start leaving the people with something good, dude, to try and do. You know what mm. I mean? Yeah. Like a task yeah. or a homework assignment? What do you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, yeah. unpack yeah. this a little bit more. What is it? Okay, yeah, it's exciting. I'm really excited about it. I'm also really buzzed, dude. These yeah. these kettle waters hit deep after two. Yeah, on an empty um, stomach. Yeah, on an empty stomach. Um, you guys, I know you're trying to get in shape. Summer season's upon us. Uh, trying to uh, show off that bod, dude. Um, when you're on a run, okay, and you see another person running, whether it's in your direction or in parallel to you, uh -huh. I want you to give that person a thumbs up or like a good job, dude. Because you know what, that person's out there trying to do good shit. And someone gave me a thumbs up and said, like, good job, man. I was running at an atrocious pace, just like puking up last night's, you know, margaritas. But it made me feel like, you know what? Fuck yeah. I'm out here trying. That person's out here trying. So your next run, I want you to give a thumbs up. Give a good job to that person running in parallel or against you and move on with your life, dude. Let's do a poll real quick. Like, okay. or not real quick, but let's put a poll up. How many people do you think listen to the show are runners? That's a great, great one. I bet you, I don't know. Give me a percentage. You think you think more or less than 50% of the, the show runs? I'm going to go with less. Less than 50%. I, I'm going to be honest with you. Running sucks. Running sucks. If, if it was I, lifting, I think you'd probably yeah. get a higher number. But running sucks. I see a lot of our listeners just like going. They're the type of guys that go, or girls, that go to the sauna for like 30 minutes at the gym and then leave and said that they did a workout. I don't see, I don't think that I think, I, I think that we've, I think we've got, I think we've got a healthy mix. I think there's a healthy mix. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's some guys that love to go for a good fits, but I don't think that's what this is. Okay. Well, if you do run, but just give a thumbs up to anyone, dude, I don't give a shit. Thumbs up. Yeah. No, I, I love the idea of, of, of a, of a, of a thumbs up run. I think that, or a, a running thumbs up. I love this. It's good. I just, no, it makes me. It made me feel really good. It made me yeah. feel like, yeah, dude, you're in this with me. Did you have headphones in? Do you run with headphones in? Of course, yeah. I just listen to the Rocky Four soundtrack on repeat. Oh my gosh. Okay, now, what is your favorite song on the Rocky Four soundtrack? Oh, dude. Oh my god. It's definitely. Um, um, oh man. Well, it's the one where he's training in the barn. Um, so hearts on fire. Hearts on fire. Yes. Thank you. See a lot of people, a lot of people go with hearts on fire. I'm a no easy way out guy. That's a great one too, because dude, when dude, he's, when he's in the Ferrari driving fast and it's like the flashbacks of Apollo oh, yeah, getting like killed, dying. Yeah, dude, no easy way out. No shortcut home, bro. And he's dude, that so is heavy. goosebumps. Yeah. Goosebumps. That is true. That was a heavy moment. It was a heavy moment. Yeah. You know what I didn't realize? And it's so funny you say this right now because I didn't remember that Apollo was also Chubbs. Mm -hmm. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers, dude. Yeah, he's also in Predator. I never saw Predator. You've never... Actually, you know what? I can't get mad when you say you don't see movies anymore because yeah. you don't watch anything. So. Is Paul Walker in it? Paul Walker's not in it. Heath Ledger? No. Have you watched Fury yet? 
Ryan Reynolds? Pe- have you watched Fury or Peanut Butter Falcon? No. Unbelievable. Bro, I have limited time in my life. No, you don't. You've got tons of time. You you literally posted, <laughs> you just posted our last Instagram post at three o'clock in the morning. This is true. I so, don't sleep. Yeah. So put on put on Fury because it's got Brad Pitt, who you love. He's good. Um, and it's got John Bernthal and it's got Shia LaBeouf in it. And it's got Michael Pena, and you love Michael Pena. Oh, so funny though. By the way, I'm doing just for work. I'm doing sexual harassment training right now because, you know, it's a new job. It's a refresher for you. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Guess who the actor is in the sexual training uh, docuseries. It's the dad from Even Stevens, dude. Really? Yeah. So I was thinking, wow, Shia LaBeouf, this guy. Like their acting careers are just doing fantastic. Yeah, I mean Shia LaBeouf is a national treasure, and the dad from Even Stevens. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, makes perfect okay. sense. How many times have you taken sexual harassment refresher training? <laughs> Changes every year, dude. Changes, Changes. every year. <laughs> <laughs> Keep giving Learned me lists of things I can't say. Yeah, <laughs> they just told me now I can't smell seats. All right, guys, be good to each other. We'll see you next week. Bang bang, bang bang.